Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. It's your first podcast after Christmas, just before New Year. So hopefully you've all had a great Christmas and you're ready to start off 2022 with a WWE pay-per-view. Day one, which is what we're discussing today. Um, and I think we'll just get straight into it. Um, joining me after a busy, busy festive period, finally finding time to be able to sit down with me and discuss some wrestling are my uh, co-hosts, Luke and Joe. First of all, Luke, how are you? Excited at the yeah. prospect of WWE starting the new year? Um, yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and Joe, you, as, as excited as Luke is for a, for a New Year's Day pay-per-view, what a better way to ring, ring the uh, New Year in. Yeah, absolutely. If only I could stay up uh, till two and watch it live, that's the, that's the, that's the real issue. Well, that's it. So, you know, you'll be up anyway, seeing the New Year in. Why not? Can you convince your, your wife to stay up with you, watch some, watch some pay-per-view? Well, you've got the wrong day oh, there, mate. It's, it's, yeah, it's New Year's oh, Day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's the day after a late night. It's the day after. If anything, they should have done it on New Year's Eve. But who would go to that? Good point. They also want to sell tickets, they also want to sell tickets don't they? But I guess that's the other I don't know. No, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad way to start the new year, would it? It wouldn't be over New Year in America. So it'd be like early evening. That's what I mean. So you could, it would go, I mean, when do they usually start? Seven, usually finish about what, 11? Yeah. Ringing the new year at a, at a stadium like that? It wouldn't be a bad way to do it. No, now no, you've, no, you've described it. I actually, yeah, I'm on board with that. Then the, then the mad rap, then the mad rush home. Well, you, uh, yeah, obviously, like it is every single type pay per view, obviously. Forgot to tell your wife that you were going to the wrestling and that you were back to 11 <laughs> <laughs> on New Year's Eve. <laughs> there we go, WWE. That's your, that's your, well, you can do that. WWE day 365. I was just thinking I'd have to rename it, wouldn't I? <laughs> All right, so um, considering that I thought initially this was a fairly throwaway pay-per-view, it's actually got a pretty stacked card, and there's some there's some decent matches on. I don't think the matches they're intending to have on this card have been the ones that they've ended up with, but it's kind of been, from circumstance, turned out to be a fairly decent card and not necessarily as predictable as we usually would have. So we'll just get started and, and go through. Um, anyone want to say anything before we start about the build? How have we, how have we felt they've built to day one? Luke? Um, it's it's been okay. I feel like like a lot of the stuff. It's very, the main story is the Roman Reigns story and Brock Lesnar. And I think that they're focusing quite heavily on that, and the other ones are just like some of them are just matches that could happen on any show. Um, and some of them are quite decent, but yeah, the, so some of the builds have been okay. Some have been just throwaway, a bit average. I think the interesting thing for me will be is the matches that we talk about. Are they actually going to be the matches that happen? Because obviously COVID hitting and various wrestlers aren't on certain shows at the moment so it'd be interesting to see what actually happens on the day yeah we might end up with kevin owens versus lashley or just like that as a random yeah. match or um today we'll have brock lesnar versus sammy zane yeah <laughs> and just don't, exactly. and then just don't mention anything else yeah and the last time... they really won't mention at all they won't tell you why at all no. go on joe i was gonna say the last time that they did so far, i appreciate that to do a bit with covid last year but before that the last time they did that they just remember that had that random match where kurt angle came back that was awesome yeah, where they had the Shield, and Kurt Angle just joined the Shield the day before the Shield had to wrestle. 
Yeah, they built. I'm sure. I'm sure they. But then it wasn't even the shield because I think Roman Reigns was out. So they kind of built and built and built. They built and built and built Finn Balor versus the Fiend. But the Fiend, uh, they packed themselves into a real corner where the Fiend was basically going to be. Um, what's the what's the girl? Sister called? Abigail. It was going to be. Abigail. He was going to be Sister Abigail. I forgot about this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and we don't really understand how that worked. But then, then like him. Reigns and someone else all got glandular fever, would it? Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, it was glandular fever, yeah. And then randomly, for the first time in about 12 years, Kurt Angle was in a match. And it was Kurt Angle and the Shield versus the Wyatt family, maybe? Not no, sure. I don't think. Was, was it not New Day? No, no was, it, was it not when they had the, um, well, the League of Nations? Could have been. Yes, it could it have been. It was League of Nations. They had that. It was something like that anyway. It was something shocking. So it was... Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, and Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle dressed as the Shield, wearing the riot gear, coming through the crowd. It was the most random thing. Yeah. And then one of them get thrown into a dumpster at one point. Yep, absolutely. Luke's dropped off. I think he was. I think he was wearing for <laughs> socks. Well, I think. I think. That, I think the key thing here is what you. What you've come to the conclusion of is this could be brilliant. They could come up with some of the greatest wrestling, off you know, off the cuff booking they ever have. So. Wait and see. Um, right, so here's how it works. We're going to run through the, the day one card in an order, I think, of interest and, and um, unpredictability, finishing with what I think is going to be the main event. We um, have an ongoing tally, an ongoing score. At the point, at this point, um, that movie, this podcast, Dave's at the top of the table with me and Joe joint second, if I, if I remember rightly, and then I think Luke is third, but it's very, very tight at the top with only about five pay-per-views left or something, two of which being... Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, so plenty to play for. Um, and you can get involved too, and we'll tell you how at the end of the podcast. So we're going to start off with um, probably the, the match on, on everybody's you know radar, the one that most people are talking about, which is, of course, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin sidekick Madcap Moss. Um, Joe, you were very, very clever at the very beginning of the season to say that you wanted McIntyre as your wild card. Um, which means that you've got to have McIntyre and we have to have Moss. How do you feel about that one? Yeah, I feel I feel I feel quite confident with that. Um, I think McIntyre is a good wild card because he doesn't. He's one of these ones where he doesn't seem to lose many matches. Um, and even if he does lose matches, he'll win the feud ultimately most times. And I can't see him having a feud with Madcap Moss. So can only assume he's going to win the match. Fair enough, Luke. You've got it to have Moss. I am, because... I could, could have rephrased that better, couldn't have, to be fair. All right. <laughs> Just clean your roof, mate, it'd be fine. <laughs> um, because, obviously, Drew McIntyre should win. The only way I think Madcap Moss could win is by some shenanigans with with Corbin, because I think... I don't really understand why this match is on this card, because surely the match is Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. So this this is almost a setup to that, in my opinion. So like Moss could win by some shenanigans where Corbin gets involved, which means Moss wins, and then there's a rematch. There's, there's a match between McIntyre and Corbin. That 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 to me is where it logically should go. But that should happen before the pay per view. So I don't really understand why this is on this mat this card. That's the, but that's the only thing I can kind of glimmer of hope. Madcap Moss could win. Do you reckon they might go back to Corbin versus Moss at the Royal Rumble? No, sorry, not Corbin versus Moss, Corbin versus McIntyre. Because I do think one of the things with McIntyre is you do need to be sensible about how you write him out of certain stories. So if he was in the Royal Rumble, you'd think he's got a good chance of winning it. So maybe that having that match means he's not in the Rumble, which solves the problem. 
there's yeah. a there's an ongoing story McIntyre with that, that random ongoing story where he's not involved in things he should be. Mm-hmm. So they had the battle royal and they didn't involve him, and that was and he literally went to Andrew Pierce going like, "How am I not involved in this? Like, how am I not part of this story?" So they could there could be something in that where it looks like he's going to be ready for the rumble and he's not involved. So the, the only problem is the outcome of that should not be then McIntyre faces Corbin. You know, it it should be something else, but. I mean, I mean, it, I, I assume this match was meant to be because this, this was on all the like the touring shows and stuff. It's meant to be Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy versus Happy Corbin and, and Madcap Moss. I think that's what, what the match was meant to be for this. You're oh, actually, Jeff, yeah. I think it's. I think it was supposed to be something else. Do you? I, I think Hardy was supposed to be involved somewhere else. Okay, but we'll get to that. Uh, right. So McIntyre versus Moss. Uh, we have Moss. You have McIntyre, Joe. Um, yeah, it looks like a point to you. Um, the next time wild cards are in play um, is the next match. RK Bro versus the Street Profits. Um, Luke has the Street Profits, has had them all year, and what's been a fairly quiet year for the Street Profits, to be fair, uh, which means that me and Joe have got to have RK Bro. Um, Luke, do you see the Street Profits coming away with a win here? No, I don't think so. I mean... I- I do really like Street Profits, and I think they they might win something more towards you know more towards WrestleMania maybe I don't know, but they won't win here because first of all they're, they're a babyface team and so are RK Bro, and you, you don't really want to put heat on Street Profits on the back of it by beating RK Bro, um, so it wouldn't make any sense. And I just don't think you pull the trigger on Orton Riddle yet splitting. I think that kind of happens maybe at Rumble or 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 if it happens at all because I know they're really popular. So. Um, yeah, I can't see it happening. That's the only thing I would have said. Is the only thing is whether you start pulling the trigger on RK Bro. But watching this last Raw where they literally opened it and they gave him the first, I don't know, forty minutes or something stupid. Maybe not that long, but it was. They definitely had the first half an hour of the show. They're, everyone's behind them. I don't think you break them up yet. I, I, I genuinely I think, don't. I think what would happen is, I, if I was doing it, I would put them both in the rumble, and then one of them accidentally knocks the other one out, and then that's how it starts. There's something in that. I just, it, it would just, it feels a little bit gutting to watch RK Bro implode at this point. You'd feel really, you'd, you'd actually be gutted about it. it. Just they've not run their course yet. But I also know that's the best time to pull the trigger is before they've run their course. But they are, you know, they're, they're probably in the top three at least best things on Raw. So you obviously don't want to break that up. Um, Joe, do you see any chance of RK Bro splitting up yet, or do you think it's too early for them? <clears throat> So I think I'm with you, Ben, in that I would split them up now, but I don't think they will. I seem to remember WWE as well last year, like leaving everything booking-wise to WrestleMania until very last minute. Um, and, you know, heaven forbid I'd be negative about WWE, but it was very much to the detriment of the overall, like, card, because I felt like some of the... And I can't think of any two examples, but like I'm sure some of the WrestleMania matches were booked, like, a week before WrestleMania. And it was just like, well, if you know that this is coming, why don't you do it? Why don't you do it months and months in advance? Um, so I don't think they will, but I think they should. And I, so I think RK Pro win this one. And then I think Luke's probably right. The Royal Rumble seems a good opportunity to start some dissension. I mean, it's strange as well, because they've had no build to this match. Apart, I mean, obviously they've had the, that tournament, which is why Street Profits are, are in it. But the only build RK Pro have had against anyone is the Alpha Academy, which has gone on for a few weeks now. So surely that's the feud they're going to be continuing with after this, rather than the Street Profits. The only thing I could see is the Alpha Academy getting involved in this some way and costing them. Because actually the Alpha Academy mm-hmm. and RK Bro has been solid. Alpha Academy are not have not like Gable's had some decent work and he's 
got better on the mic and he was like his whole promo, the whole opening of Raw this last week was solid. And you kind of look back going, Alpha Academy are actually a really decent opponent if you give them some time and give them some build. Otis can, can be a bit of a monster when he wants to be. So it would be the logical thing to do. But obviously, it doesn't make any sense that, that Alpha Academy haven't earned their right at all. They've just been annoying RK Bro, and that's what gets them it. But it's wrestling I, logic. So Every time I look at Otis, I just can't get that um, scene with Mandy Rose out of my head. So I just can't take him seriously. <laughs> so I hope you watch in bed and you think about that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Right, moving <laughs> swiftly on to Can I just interject, Ben? Uh, you, you certainly can, if, as long as it's not going to be reminding me about um, Otis and his uh, romantic exploits. Go on. Uh, Finn Balor was due to fight uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns got glandular fever or whatever it was. So Finn Balor fought AJ Styles. I remember that because that was the match where he came back from chilly like the debt like overnight and then fought at that pay-per-view and then Kurt Angle for a team of uh Kane Braun Strowman Miz Sheamus and Cesaro in a five-on-three match with the Shield <laughs> if you'd asked me to remember remember that t- I don't even remember the story around that well, also, I don't even remember why that was happening there wasn't a story because Kurt Angle was at the time the general manager of Raw, and yes. then just randomly got thrown into this match. Um, so it was basically fighting against his employees, like sort of what happens if my boss is not happy on a Monday morning. <laughs> um, we'll move on. What you're telling me is there's definitely a chance this could be brilliant then. COVID could make some some fantastic matches that we're desperate to see, right? I don't, to be honest, at this point, I genuinely wouldn't, I genuinely wouldn't be that bothered if Kurt Angle came back. But like I don't. I, I think you could. I think you'd do worse. I think you could do worse. I'd rather see Kurt Angle than Goldberg. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Oh, every day of the week. I'd like to see Kurt Angle versus Goldberg. Would you? Would, would you? Yeah, like a sixty-minute Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first and last. All right. Oh, if, that, if that ever happens, COVID's got real bad. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the least of our worries. Yeah. What are we going to do? Angle versus Goldberg. Hall of Famer versus Hall of Famer. He's only got two moves. I don't know about that. We'll, drag, we'll work it out on their own. Oh, right then. And, and the Iron Man would still go 1 0. That's even worse. It would still be a 1 0. That would be it. Yeah, there'd be a screwy finish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to a match that's going to be considerably better than Goldberg versus Kurt Angle. We've got the Usos versus the New Day um, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, Luke, I'm going to go with you first on this one. Usos versus New Day. No wild cards. You get to choose um, who you believe it should be. Um, so who do you who you got for this one? Usos on New Day? Uh, I'm going to say the Usos retain. I mean, you could make a case either way for this one. Um they're clearly the best two tag teams and SmackDown, and I think if, if, even if you just pass the titles between them every now and then, that just that'll just work. Um, yeah, it, it could be either way for this one, to be honest. But I'm going to go with the Usos. Joe, Usos on New Day, who are you going with? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Usos as well. I think. I think they do love the Usos and Roman Reigns at the moment, still, don't they? Even though for me, it's probably past its sell by there a little bit. Um, I um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think we need the New Day to win this. 
Um, I'm going New Day. I think they're back in New Day to the hilt at the moment. Um, I know that goes completely against previous predictions I've made and some bold <laughs> claims I've made. I can see Luke's little smile. He's just going, of course you are, Ben. Of course you're going New Day. But now I think I think that it's time someone took the belts off the Usos. I think if they don't, there's no one else. They've not built anyone else. So if you don't give it to the New Day, who are the Usos facing next apart from ultimately the New Day again? So it'd be worth having the Usos chasing the New Day. Like Luke said, if they if it ends up being a three-pay-per-view title versus title versus title and they just keep adding stipulations, we could end up even with another Hell in a Cell again, which was fairly decent the first time they did it. So there's ways of building on this. But if the Usos just retain here, it's where does it go from there? So I'm not saying there's no chance. There's definitely a chance you so would have this and I'm wrong, but I think it's about time you took, you gave it to the New Day again, gave them oh, a, another think, title run. I think I'd have TLC between these two. I think I'd do it at, I think I'd probably do that at WrestleMania properly. You know, I think they're, 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 they're the two best tag teams of, well, do I think that? I think they probably are the two best tag teams. It's just that I'm not sure that I'd necessarily put uh, Woods as the second member of New Day, if that makes sense. I feel like Kofi and Big E is the original New Day. That's. But anyway, I think you're being a bit harsh there. I think Woods is solid. I think Woods is no, 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 no. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm saying like in the like if I think about that as a tag team in the duration of New Day, I'd have had it as Kofi and Big E with the main two in a tag team. I mean, I would say the same. But that's purely because when I started watching it, I hadn't seen Xavier Woods for about a year because he was out injured, wasn't he? Yeah, that's true. Anyway, my point was, yeah, I just do just do TLC match, and I think they got like a little brother or something in um, NXT that they can use for the new, for the uh, for the USO at some point. Yeah, I think there's I think there's something. Yeah, I think there's there's a way they could they could triple threat this up and do a bit of a freebird thing going on, but that would mean we'd have to pull Big E out of the main event picture. Oh, spoilers! We don't want to be doing that. <laughs> well, you know, you never know. Um, Okay, so a pretty straightforward one for that one. Um, next is, quite surprisingly, the only women's match on the card, which might change as of Friday. I think we'll come back to that. But we've got Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan in the rematch for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, Joe, is there any chance that Liv Morgan is taking this belt off Becky Lynch? Um, I think there is a chance. I'm not, I'm not backing it there. I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility. My honest opinion is that with Liv Morgan, you probably do that at WrestleMania as well. Like, as in, like, let her have that moment where she wins the belt um, at WrestleMania and let her chase it till then. That's what I would personally do. Um, I don't think it's beyond the rounds possible that she just beat Becky Lynch, but I don't think she will. I'm with you on that. I think it's just too early for Liv Morgan yet, so I'm going to back Becky Lynch as well. Um, my only worry, I, I quite like the idea of her chasing. My only worry is what on earth do we do with uh, Bianca Belair if Liv Morgan's the one chasing Becky Lynch? Because, you know, Bianca Belair's doing absolutely nothing at the moment. She's just slowly, slowly disappearing into to mid-card obscurity considering she was the biggest person in the women's division 12 months ago. So it's or less than that. So it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a tricky one there. But now I'm with you. I think Becky Lynch is, is, is taking this again. But it, again, it'll be screwy. Liv Morgan will feel like she should have won it. Um, it's just whether you can maintain Liv Morgan for this long. Well, who are you going with, Luke? Yeah, I'm going Becky Lynch as well. I don't think I don't think there's any chance she's going to lose it. I think. Well, I'll do it. Well, the, the the only way is if Becky wins it back like immediately, as in like the next, as in like the Raw after, um, or the next pay per view. And the only way Liv would win it is if she did the same, like because the last time Becky beat Liv, she held the rope, didn't she? As yeah. she pinned her. 
So Liv, Liv could do the same potentially, and then they could go that angle. But I get the impression Liv Morgan's someone they want to give a moment to, and then she's done. She'd probably leave the company. <laughs> Either voluntarily or forcibly. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we can get into that later. Um, yeah. It's it's weird though because like I mean we have this conversation pretty much every single week. Who else is there? Who are they building? I mean at the moment at the moment um, Shayna Baszler is stuck losing to um, Naomi over in SmackDown. So it's like what who who are we building? Rhea Ripley still fighting with Nikki A.S.H., even though she should clearly not be. I know that's coming to an end, but the biggest people, the biggest names are nowhere near this belt, and they're not even building them to it. So without Liv Morgan, who else we got? Yeah. But for, for, me, for me, Liv Morgan's not a WrestleMania match with Becky Lynch, surely. No. No, they've not built it anywhere near. They need, they need, you need, you'd need her to really have to overcome some adversity to get there. She really, really, really have to build her. We're at these raw. So you could have, so you could have like a, you could do a, a like a nice little four way or something in WrestleMania, a little like a Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch. That be could fun. do. I'd like that. That's different. That's true. That's something. Yeah. There's something in that. As long as they build those people, so it makes sense. But I mean, you've got Elimination Chamber before this, haven't we? Got elimination know. Chamber coming up. Is that coming up at some point in the next? I haven't looked ahead. Actually, what's next? That's usually coming around this time, isn't it? They usually do something, don't they? So I thought there was, I thought, I thought there was going to squeeze in another Saudi. Saudi. Oh, what I heard. Are they? Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Goldberg, dust off your boots, lad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Talking of the return of legends, um, the next match is Edge versus The Miz in the um, battle of people really relevant about ten years ago. Um, Edge versus Miz. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't had my go first yet, so I'm going to make this really, really easy. Um, it's going to be Edge all day long. No, no way that Edge is losing this feud whatsoever. So I'm going Edge. Luke, do you agree with that one? No, I'm going to go The Miz. Okay, then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can see, see the shock on your face there. You see this being a two or three, are you? Or you think... I think what's going to happen is that Maurice is going to try and get involved and then Beth Phoenix comes out yeah and they're going to end up doing, and they're going to end up doing a mixed tag at Royal Rumble but I still think that the Miz wins this ahead of that of course they are I didn't even think I knew Beth Phoenix was getting involved I didn't even think of the fact it's going to a mixed tag of course it's going to a mixed tag oh. I mean I quite like the Miz I do. I've, I've still got a lot of time for the Miz when he's when he's when he gets a chance to do proper promos. His promos, him and Edge's um, promos this time have been great. They've actually been really entertaining because they're two absolutely solid people who can do this in their sleep, and it's showing and it's demonstrating. And it's really good. Um, I just think, I don't know. It's just not a very exciting prospect. The actual final match isn't that exciting. The build-up is better than the idea of Edge actually having to face the Miz. Yeah, no, point. I completely agree. I mean, it feels like a waste of Edge while he's not broken. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we've got a 50-50 split here, Joe. Where are you going with this? Edge versus Miz? Do you know what? Honestly, Luke, Luke has almost talked me into it. Um, I, I, don't, I, think, I think he might well be right. And Edge seems to be doing trilogies at the moment, doesn't he? Um where 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 one would suffice, we have trilogies. Um, 
I'm 50-50 now, Luke, but I'm probably going to go Edge. I'll stick with my convictions. I feel like it's a bit cheating if I listen to what Luke says and then change my mind. But I, um, I, I think... That's, that's I'm, allowed. You can do that. That's allowed. No, no, that's convinced. Convinced. I'm, um, I'm going to go I'm going to go Edge. Fair enough. Okay, so we both us back at edge. I think we, I think we can all agree that Beth Phoenix is definitely involved in this pay per view, right? Yeah, no, I mean, no, Luke's called it. If she isn't, then they've missed a trick. Yeah, they've mentioned her enough times in the build up that she had to. I, I always thought, I thought she was going to be involved this week. To be honest, on Raw, I thought she'd be out before then. But um, yeah, edge. I, she, I, she, I, she, she's, she's just come off commentary, hasn't she on NXT? So obviously, there's some preparation for this. It's such a good call, Luke. Like, it's such a good call. It's absolutely the case. I feel like we did this like, did we do this like three years ago with, was it Cena? And... It was, it was C- Cena, it was Miz and Maurice versus Cena and Nikki, Bella. R- Nikki that's it, Nikki, the other Bella. Um, but it ended with a proposal. So, how can we top that, WWE? Well, they can actually get married. <laughs> well, like, are, they not, are not both of these couples, couples married? No, but like after the, after the proposal, that's how you can top it. Right, we're moving on. Uh, okay, so next one. Big E versus Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley in a four-way for the um, WWE Championship. Um, because of the wildcard rule, to try and make sure we don't all pick the same, Seth Ro- Joe has got to have Seth Rollins out of these four. Um, Joe, thoughts on Seth Rollins' chances of winning this? Um, I think... I think Bleak. To be honest, I'd put him as third favourite in a four-horse race. Um, That's interesting. Who would you put? Who would you have? Who would you have had as first then? That's out of, the, out of your four. What order would you put him in? I'd not thought about it that way. But go on. What's what's the four? How would your? I'm unless going, you don't want to reveal that yet, and want to wait until we've revealed ours. No, I'll tell you, mate. Then you can just take my ideas if you want. So I'd have. Um, I know that's how you like to play it. Uh, I'd have Biggie, Biggie number one. Kevin Owens number two, Seth Rollins number three, and Bobby Lash number four. The logic behind that is Big E retaining makes sense for me. They haven't done enough with him yet. Um, and they can still do stuff with him. And any of these singles matches will be fine for a Royal Rumble. Uh, Kevin Owens, I've got a sneaky suspicion based on the fact that he's on that new contract that there might be some sweetener in there. And that's the only reason why I put him higher than Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins would be a really good one for going into WrestleMania because I could see him having a good feud against basically anyone. Um, and then Bobby Lashley, I just don't think it's the right time to give it him back yet. Uh, just because he had hit it so much. Was it this year? Yeah, it was. He was the one who Big E took it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course it was, yeah. So I just, I think it's uh, I think it's too soon to give it him back. There you go. So you, right. you, you going Big E then, Ben? Um, I wasn't, actually. But I've taught you into it. No, you absolutely haven't. Um, I'm going... <laughs> <laughs> for me, for me, it was either Kevin Owens or Bobby Lashley. Now, I agree with the thing you said about Bobby Lashley. It seems too soon. I think no matter what, Big E needs to be chasing now. I think you take it off Big E. And I think the best way to take it off Big E is in a match where he doesn't have to be pinned. If you're going to take it off him, take it off him now where he's not involved in the finish. So it doesn't weaken him and then he can go up against. And it, it for me, Seth Rollins was bottom. I wasn't going to have Seth Rollins at all. It was either Kevin Owens because he's just signed a new contract and they always... It's no, it's no coincidence that Kevin Owens is involved in this and Sami Zayn is involved in both the main event picture and has now got a match against Nakamura that he might actually win on SmackDown um, this week. And they've both just signed new contracts. So it has happened before and I can see it being the way it happens again. Um, Zayn's so, on now, I didn't realise that. 
I think so. I think Zane. I think I'd seen that Zane has signed, but it wouldn't Maybe. surprise me if he has. Yeah. Um, so I'm going Kevin Owens for this one. I'm going to go Kevin Owens is as my choice. I think. I think regardless, my prediction is Big E's losing this. I don't think he comes out with a title from this one. Uh, Luke. Well, in that case, I'm going to go with Big E. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought exactly the same thing. As soon as Ben says that, Big E's winning. Just a spoiler. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. All right. To, to be honest, I honestly have no idea. Um, and I don't think I honestly don't think WWE does either. I think they're probably going to decide on the day who's going to win this. I don't think they've got a plan based on who shows up. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, based on exactly, who could actually be in the match. Exactly, and I think they'll they'll just drag the feud out between these four. You know, doing various singles matches and tag team matches over the next months until WrestleMania. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Big E just because, like Joe, I think he. I think he should keep it a bit longer, um, especially into Royal Rumble. If he loses it, then I don't know. But um, I think it'd be a bit harsh to take it off him now, and it'll be a pretty poor championship run if they do. I think he gets it back. <clears throat> yeah, see, I think I think once he's lost it, he's out of the picture. See, I think he's done enough to stay there. I think Big E's been a really good champion, to be fair. And I think they've given him... It helps that he's had actual decent opponents. It's, it helps that he's had people that have been worth going up against. And he's held his own. He doesn't seem... Kofi Kingston was Kofi Kingston was never convincing when he was champion. You never really believed him as champion. You, you knew it was all a fad. And you knew it was because of a, it was a loyalty run, essentially. Big E's convincing. I think Big E feels like he should be there. And I think that's the difference. So I think if he lo- when he loses it to, on, on Sunday, he will get it back either the next pay-per-view or the pay-per-view after. And that'll See, be part I, of the story. I feel, honestly, completely opposite to that. I feel like he's not been a very good champion. Not not for, not for his own fault. I just think he hasn't been as good as Bobby Lashley because they built him so strong. So I think he's always felt in the shadow of Bobby Lashley. And even now, Bobby Lashley feels like he's, he's bigger than Biggie. Yeah, I'd go with that. I think the way they built Bobby Lashley over these last two weeks um, has made Bobby Lashley. That's why he was my second choice for this, because there was an argument for you know what they could just give it back to Lashley and have Lashley versus Big E for a couple of pay per views again. And of course, for anyone listening, that is the pick to, to have because none of us have chosen him. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, Dave. If you're listening, definitely go Bobby <laughs> Lashley. Um, okay. Um, incidentally, on on the back of us usually ragging all over Raw, this has been the best thing Raw's done in a while. This main event pitch has been really solid. And the way they've been doing the stories through the nights has been absolutely decent. So I've actually been really impressed. And a lot, a big part of that is the fact that Kevin Owens is just, is just, there's nothing Kevin Owens can't do when it comes to this stuff. He's funny. He can do serious. He can do logical. He's one of those heels where you kind of agree with what you're saying. Whenever he's a heel, you kind of go, yeah, but I get where he's coming from. So like when he was, when it was like with the Bobby Lashley stuff, where he went, he actively went out and made Bobby Lashley lose against Seth Rollins, and you went, "Well, of course he did. That's the logical yeah. thing to do." I, I really enjoyed that because I, I was about to text you guys on on our WhatsApp group to say, "Like, why aren't they doing this?" Because that's the obviously thing to do. And then he did it, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's good. They've actually yeah. applied some logic to the situation for a change." It does. It feels whenever Kevin Owens is involved in a story, he's clearly they're writing it, and he's clearly going, "But I'd never do that. This is what I would do." And they're like, All right, Kev, go for it. So, longer Kevin Owens can stay in WWE, the better. To be fair, so. I'd like him to have another championship run anyway. So I think he, he, he talking about loyalty, he kind of deserves another one. So anything more on the big four way? You know, when you're just sitting there and suddenly you get asked a question like this. Honey, what film are we watching tonight? 
and your heart sinks. You know that if you get this question wrong, you're probably going to have a fight. You might even get divorced. So you panic and you think, how about one involving an exoskeleton? And then you hear, yeah, but which one involving an exoskeleton? And then you've got nothing. You've called for an exoskeleton movie and you haven't got one in your locker. Well, the great news is there's a new podcast out that covers lists on all kinds of movie-related trivia. It's That Movie List Podcast. So the next time you make outlandish suggestions like exoskeletons, funniest films or explosions, and you end up getting it wrong, and you end up having a fight and probably getting divorced, at least you'll have someone to blame. That Movie List Podcast by Views from a Sofa Network. Right, then we will shoot straight to the main event, the, the, the ongoing saga of Roman Reigns, Lesnar, and of course... Paul Heyman and what is seemingly the end of his career, considering the promo package they gave him on SmackDown last week, which I was actually really impressed with. It was quite was like Paul Heyman, fair play. Um, so it's Roman Reigns versus um, Brock Lesnar for the SmackDown champion for the Universal Championship. Sorry, um, and I'm assuming from this point that Paul Heyman's going to be in Lesnar's corner or is not going to be there and make his choice on the night. Um, no wild cards in play, no choices to be made. So. Luke, we'll start with you. Reigns versus Lesnar. Where are you going to go with this one? Um, I'm going to go with Reigns. Um, I think that no matter what, Reigns keeps his belt, but Lesnar could win by some sort of DQ or something else similar. So Reigns could lose the match. I'm still going to go with him winning, but I don't think it's as clear cut as it normally would be. But I think either way, he's not losing the belt. And I think Paul Heyman's done a double cross, so I think he's still aligned to Roman Reigns and he's going to double cross Brock Lesnar. Joe, we agree with that? I think, yeah, I think Reigns is winning. I think Reigns is retaining. Yeah, that's a good, good comment from Luke. I don't know if necessarily winning, but certainly retaining. Um, <clears throat> I feel like what they're going to do is probably have Heyman. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think Reigns is going to win and I think Lesnar's going to win the Rumble. That's where I'm predicting going because I think. I think they're really knackered for WrestleMania at the moment, and I think Reigns with Lesnar makes sense. Um, so Reigns to Reigns to retain. Tell Lesnar he's never going to get uh, another shot of the belt, and then Lesnar goes and wins the Rumble, and then gets it. Basically, um, I agree with aspects of both of what you said there. I think this is absolutely Paul Heyman still working with Roman Reigns. And I think me, I think we've called that earlier in the year as that is the story we would have told. And the more they've gone down this route, the more I'm going, this is definitely Paul Heyman is screwing over Brock Lesnar. And I think Lesnar's winning the Rumble every day of the week. I think that's the logic. He's number 30. They're not going to put him in it from the beginning like they did last year. Was it last year? Year before? Is it only last year he won the Rumble? No, you uh, no well, not won it, but, but was in it. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Lesnar's winning the Rumble. So I agree with both of those. Reigns is definitely winning this. Um, do you know what I did in the Rumble, genuinely? Have someone that you think's mint, like be the only one in the ring when thirty used to come out, and then you go, "I've only got one more man to beat." He's beating everyone. It's amazing. This is Ricochet's time, not Ricochet, but someone like a bit more credible than that. And then, and then Leslie's music comes on and just chucks him out, and then done. Literally chucks him out in five seconds. That's what I'd do. To be fair, you say not Ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet in the Gauntlet match on. Smackdown this last week was brilliant. I was proper rating Ricochet. I always kept thinking was 
push Ricochet properly. He had the crowd behind him. He had um, everyone on his mind. His, his wrestling is unbelievable. You could have Ricochet be that last person and Lesnar comes out. And you're just and you could even give Ricochet five minutes. Five minutes of holding no, on and holding on. And then yeah, Lesnar yeah. just, you, you, just get, you get you get Lesnar in there and he just hoys him out into like over <laughs> like, like, into the like, crowd. Yeah, into the crowd. I think into the crowd. <laughs> I think like from the ring, like hoys him by his shorts and armpit into the crowd, <laughs> like over the over the first and then get some wrestlers in there to catch him. But like literally just hoys him out. Uh, like, and I don't think that's all that's all Lesnar's gotta do. That's all he's gotta do. I'd back that too. I'd back either. But you know what? I would I would I would have Ricochet as that last person. I would genuinely. I think you could really get the crowd on board of Ricochet about to win the rumble. And I think but, if you're gonna bring like a Rousey back or someone in the Royal Rumble or do something clever with that, if you were, then you could put the women's rumble on last and just that would be a fun way to finish the men's rumble. Yes. Ricochet getting hoyed into like crowd <laughs> number three. Be a moment. It'd be one of those moments they replay over and over again. It'd be great. So I go. It's like when Adam Cole when was it Adam Cole that just got absolutely thrown into the crowd by um, Keith Lee? Yeah, but Keith the, Lee uh, just emerged and they threw Adam Cole into the crowd. He said, "He could do it. It's been done before. He could do it." Um, you talked yeah. earlier. We mentioned. Has anyone ever been thrown into the crowd from the ring before? That's the question. Uh, that's what? what I wanted to say. That is the, that's 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 something to find out. That's something to find out. You had that absolutely brutal throwing out of the ring. And I can't remember the rest of it was where like Big Show or someone just hoyed him really, really high. Um, he was a tiny wrestler. It was in like Royal Rumble 2000, and um, they WWE liked it that much. They just kept replaying it all the way through the rest of the Rumble because he got so much height and just hit the floor. And I can't remember who it was. It was you, yeah. You, you also had um, when Randy Orton like flipped over one of those um, one of uh, what's his name um, Jinder Mahal's lackeys. Yeah. In, the, in the table and then just went, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. so he looked over his shoulder and was like, sorry. And then just kept on going. And then, of sorry. course, you've also got Tyson. You've also got Tyson running down the ring and getting underneath it. Titus. Titus, sorry, not Tyson. You're right, Titus. Titus O'Neill running down the ring, tripping and going underneath, which, again, they replayed far that was more year, than they it? should do. That was was that last, it was, it was, I can't remember last year. Was that only greatest, a year ago? It's like the greatest Royal Rumble, wasn't it? It wasn't the official Royal Rumble. It was the, it was the Saudi one, wasn't it? Oh, was it? It was the greatest Royal, you know, the, the 50 man. Uh, last year. Oh, uh, no, it wasn't. No, I, I, I watched it recently on YouTube, I think. I'm getting confused. <laughs> Going back and reliving those golden Titus O'Neill moments. I've never we? seen it before, had <laughs> I? So. Best of no, Saudi Arabia. Um, incidentally, talking about WrestleMania, Royal Rumble and stuff like that, I don't think Reigns was supposed to be facing Lesnar here. I don't think this was meant to be Reigns versus Lesnar. I think this was supposed to be Reigns versus Hardy with Lesnar getting involved at the end of this. When you said about Hardy um, and what he was supposed to be doing, he'd left the ring. All of the issues with Hardy had started during a New Day and Hardy versus Bloodline and Reigns match on WWE Live. He'd just left the ring during one of those matches. So I think they were gearing up for Hardy versus Reigns here. And then the, Lesnar... the, 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 the images I saw was, was Hardy with McIntyre. No, I'd heard, I'd heard it was this. I'd heard he, it was during a Bloodline versus New Day match. Is he'd he'd left the ring without he'd just walked away from it. So is what I'd heard. So either way, I, I, yeah, it, it could it it could have been might have been a different pay per view uh, main event considering what they'd how things have turned out with Jeff Hardy since. So just 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 worth putting that on the radar. Um, it's a shame he's left because obviously <clears throat> I mean obviously there's different circumstances to it, but the crowd were 
I mean, I know they've always loved Jeff Hardy, but pro- like properly, you know, the last few months have been really into him, haven't they? So he he had a chance here. There was a, there was that. I think I think you'd have bought a Reigns versus Hardy one pay per view feud. This would have been a perfect New Year's New Year's Day kind of because the Big E versus Rollins versus Owens versus Lashley is a big enough main event that Reigns versus Hardy could have even gone on first, maybe, and kind of been a really good opener to the whole thing. And then they could have had Lashley come in just for the build-up to Royal Rumble, which would have made, which I think maybe makes a bit more sense here because it does feel like we're seeing this. We're going to see this at least three times before, well, including Mania now, aren't we? Reigns versus Lesnar's Mania every day of the week, but it will be the third time they've faced each other in five months, is it? Yeah. Maybe less than that. How many times they faced each other at WrestleMania? It must be about four of them now. This will be the fourth of those, won't it? So, I mean, how many? Is Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns going to have to? Nice fresh story. <laughs> is Roman Reigns now got the title for most main events WrestleMania? It's kind of far away, can it? Has to be, doesn't it? I don't know anyone else has been in this many. Unless you've got a slight Triple H might be in there, maybe or The Rock or Austin might be in there for a, for a few. You have got those three, but I can't think of anyone else that's been in this many main events consecutively as well. To be fair, consecutive main events, he's got to be up there too. Oh, he certainly did. Of course he did. Right then. So um, it's over to you guys. It's over to the um, listeners at home for you to compete. Now, it's a bit of a short turnaround, um, but the prediction form will be in the description for the pod. It will also be on our Twitter and our Facebook. Just look for at PredictCast at both those places and you will find it and you will have a chance to win official WWE merch, a little post-Christmas present. If you get the most predictions correct for WWE Day 1, there is, of course, a SmackDown before Day 1, so they might add a random Charlotte Flair match. There might be a, a second tag team match, or maybe Nakamura gets his rematch against Sami Zayn for the, for the, post, for the pre-show. We'll see. So if any of those matches get added, we can, we can maybe add those on there too. But we've got seven, seven matches for you to um, go through and, and predict. And if you're successful... You go up there and then for people like Dave and Tom and other of our long-term listeners, the league is still going with only about five rounds left and it's very, very tight at the top of the league. And that will also be published on our Facebook and Twitter for people to see how close that is if you want to follow along. Um, thank you very much, fellas. And next time we talk, it'll be 2022 and we could end up with brand new champions and a brand new landscape of WWE. Can't wait. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Cheers, mate.